besties. Welcome back to the podcast. This is So Basically, and I'm your host, Lauren Wooten, as always. And we are once again sitting in my hot closet recording. It literally feels like a sauna in here. It's disgusting, but this is the only place that I feel like I get good sound when I record because, you know, there's not really an echo and there's not a lot of noise because it's a small space. Like, you know, recording in my closet is really the my best bet of getting a good recording for the podcast. But it's so hot in here. And it's because literally in my closet is the door that leads to the attic. And it's hot in there, especially right now. Because in Texas, it's like fucking 90 degrees at night. So it's fine. I complain too much. Anyways, quick disclaimer before you continue to uh, listen to this episode. I am fully aware that I sound gross right now. My allergies are completely out of hand. They are out of pocket this week. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. Um, I was pretty, you know, pretty much in the clear until around Monday and my sinuses just started acting up. My allergies are driving me crazy. I don't know what to do. I've taken allergy pills, blowing my nose like every other minute. Like I don't know what to do. They're just so bad. But you know what? It's fine. However, I do understand if you don't want to listen to this episode because I do sound a little gross. I know you probably don't want this blaring through your car speakers or your AirPods, whatever. Um, <laughs> but if you still want to listen, I appreciate you. Let me give y'all a little rundown of what has happened this past week. Not a whole lot. I want to keep it short and sweet because I got got a lot of good questions for our Q&A session number three today. But real quick, let me give y'all a rundown. So um, last Friday, I quit my job at Bath and Body Works because um, it was kind of pointless. Just to keep it, you know, short and simple, it was kind of pointless. They would schedule me for like three hour shifts, like four days a week. And what kind of money is that going to get me? Uh, You know, I just, I'm trying to save up for college when I move back in the fall, which is really in like a month. And um, I still haven't really saved anything because I wasn't making anything by taking three hour shifts. Like, you know. It wasn't really doing anything for me. So I quit. Um, and now your girl is unemployed once again. <laughs> so um, if you can't tell by the tone of my voice, I'm, I'm, I'm stressing out a little bit. Just a little bit. Y'all know how I am. My anxiety gets the best of me sometimes. But hey, it's fine. I'm going to bounce back. Um, you know, I've applied to some other places. Haven't got those jobs either. So <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I'm a little stressed, but you know, it's fine. It's fine because I'm just going to go back to doing DoorDash <laughs> to save up money until then. Um, so it, it's okay. DoorDash is pretty solid if you're in a good area. So I will be driving to the woodlands in order to do DoorDash. Um, but you know what? That's fine because I'll probably make bank over there. Anyways, um, that's that. Quit my job. Uh, also today... Well, when you listen to this, it'll be yesterday. Um, I got my second dose of my COVID vaccine. Period, bitch. Uh, It's time for hot girl summer. Let me tell you, it is in full 
motion now because I also finished my biology class today. I took my last test and I made like a 79 on it. Only reason I made a grade that decent is because it was open book. And you're probably like, Lauren, you really made a 79 on open book test? Look, it's biology. Okay. It was hard. There were like three chapters that we were testing over. Okay. And I barely read them. So leave me alone. And also, I'm sorry if I sniffle a lot throughout the episode. That's probably gross to hear, but you know what? Suck it up because I need a sniffle. Anyway, <laughs> oh my God, I can't wait to listen back, like go back and listen to this shit and like listen for my sniffles. Oh my God, it's going to sound so bad. It's fine. It's fine. Sorry guys. But yeah, I passed my biology class, which is great. Didn't think I would pass that. And then got my COVID vaccine. So you already know summer is in full throttle for me right now, except for the fact that I don't have any money to go anywhere. It's fine. But besides that, we're going to go ahead and just jump right in to our Q&A session today because I got so many questions. I don't think I'll be able to get through all of them depending on how long my answers are. (laughs) Because y'all know I like to drag out my answers to make sure my point is very clear. But I'm going to try not to do that as much today. So I can try to get through all the all the questions. But anyways, I got some really good ones. I appreciate y'all being active and sending in questions. So we're going to go ahead and jump right in. Alright, first question. Someone said, how do you stay motivated to work out? Me personally... I feel like I find my motivation through setting goals for myself. Um, So, for example, most of high school, I could not get over um, 150 pounds. And, you know, my legs were, if if you know, if you've seen me in, you know, in person, you know that I have pretty long legs. Um, I'm 5'9", and I'm mostly legs. And so I had skinny legs, and no ass whatsoever. And I was kind of heavy top, you know, I wasn't like overweight for my age and my height, but you know, I, it it felt that way to me, if that makes sense, because I struggled with body image, that kind of stuff, but I could not get over 150. But the way that my stomach looked, it made me feel like that I was even bigger. So I was still trying to lose weight. So once I started working out more and, you know, actually started going to the gym and lifting, um, I kind of found that balance and I kind of had to train myself to think like, okay, you're not, you're not out of shape. Like 150 isn't a bad weight, but at the same time, like it's not where I want to be. And instead of losing weight, trying to lose like my upper body weight, all that kind of stuff, I focused more on actually gaining weight. So I decided to set some goals for myself, some personal goals. And right now I'm at 161, which is absolutely crazy because most of high school I was not able to get over 150. So that's just an example. Um, Setting personal goals for yourself. It can be big. It can be small, whatever the case may be. Um, For instance, my goal right now, I want to reach at least 175. (laughs) And I know that's not an overnight process. It's going to take, you know, a couple months maybe, but I'm going to get there. And I want it to be healthy weight, you know, muscle. I want to have a high protein intake, that kind of stuff. So I highly suggest setting goals for yourself because I feel like that helps me a lot to stay motivated in the gym. 
because if you don't really see um, kind of like an end result, like if you don't have an end result in mind when you go to the gym, it can be kind of hard to continue to push yourself to go because you're then, you know, then you kind of just settle. You're just like, okay, well, you know, I don't have to go today, you know, and obviously, you know, if you're tired, listen to your body because there have been many times where I tried to force myself to go to the gym and my body was literally just like, I can't do this today. It's fine to have an off day. Like you should have rest days. But I'm saying, like, don't be content with just skipping out on your workouts just because you don't feel like going, you know, or you don't have any motivation. Like, you have to find that motivation for you, and everyone is different. But I highly suggest um, setting goals, whether it's long-term or short-term, because honestly, that helps me a lot in starting my, you know, training process. Okay. Somebody said, Hey Lauren, I've liked my guy friend since June, 2020. And I still do. We've talked about being together when drunk and we've made out, but I told him I liked him a month ago and he told me he doesn't see me like that. I'm trying to get over him, but it feels impossible. I see him a lot and I don't have anyone to rebound onto. I know he told me he doesn't see me as more than a friend, but I still feel like he's interested in me. What do I do? Okay. Hmm. Here's the thing. I'm going to be completely honest and um, down to earth with you. I've been in a similar situation before. Um, you know, it, it, and it can be difficult. It can be difficult when you're friends with someone, especially if you're close friends with someone and you start to develop feelings for them and then you finally get the courage to kind of confess them and then they don't feel the same. And I understand, you know, y'all have talked about it together when you're drunk, but honestly, sometimes I feel like words that are said when you're drunk has a little bit of truth in it. The truth kind of spills out a little bit. And so I feel like at one point, maybe he did, have feelings for you. But when you finally confessed it, and I feel like when you try to mention commitment is involved, like, okay, I like you, I want to see where this goes. He maybe have gotten a little scared. Or maybe he's just not at that point. Maybe he just doesn't want commitment. Maybe he's just a guy with a flirty personality. It's kind of hard for me to understand like where he's coming from just because I don't know him. I don't know like the full situation. However, I will say this. If you have told him that you like him and he told you that he doesn't feel the same and he made it very clear, in my opinion, I feel like it's best if you take a step back for a bit. That doesn't mean cut him off completely. That doesn't mean like stopping his friend But just kind of remove yourself for a little bit so that gives you time to heal and gives you time to separate your feelings and your friendship. Because when I was in that kind of situation, I let my feelings take over my friendship. And then whenever the topic of a relationship or us being together was brought up, it kind of rattled the friendship 
a little bit just because we weren't on the same page, you know? So in my opinion, I feel like you should just kind of remove yourself from the situation for a bit and let him know, like be, be honest with him. It seems like y'all are good friends, you know, communicate with him, be like, Hey, so as you know, I have feelings for you, but I understand that you don't feel the same. And I feel like it's best for me that I just kind of remove myself for a little bit. And, you know, if y'all are good friends, then he'll be understanding. He'll, he'll understand like, yeah, I totally get it. And that's okay. Like, it's okay to remove yourself from situations that you feel like aren't, you know, good for you right now. And I'm not saying that he's not a good friend to you. However, you can't continue to be stuck up on him and caught up in your feelings because then it will affect the friendship that y'all have. And then when you say that he said he doesn't see you as more than a friend, but you feel like he still seems interested in you, that can be kind of confusing. And that makes the situation even worse because now you're sitting over here questioning yourself because he said one thing, but yet he, he's acting a different way. And in my opinion, it sounds a lot like he just doesn't know what he wants yet. And so I feel like the best way to kind of just get over that is just remove yourself for a little bit. Okay. Somebody said, I usually get really shy around people that I don't know or that I'm not very comfortable with, and I don't say much when I'm around them. Do you have any advice about how to be a part of the conversation and how to overcome social anxiety? I love you. I love you too. And honestly, I can speak about this a little bit. Um, I feel like I'm definitely an extrovert. I'm very much a people person. I love meeting new people. I love making friends. Um, I love talking to people. However, I do get into these kind of moods when I meet new people and I'm little, I'm, I'm a little awkward at first. I'm a little not skeptical, but, but I kind of like just sit back and observe just because I, I try to catch everyone's vibe. I try to see what everyone is on, if that makes sense. Um, so I do get that feeling of, you know, being kind of the new person in the group or like meeting a whole bunch of new people at once. It can be a little awkward and, you know, I do struggle with anxiety. So I totally get the, you know, the struggle of having social anxiety as well. And my best advice is when it comes to overcoming social anxiety, just start off small. Um, for instance, if you and a friend go to this event and your friend knows more people there than you and she starts introducing you to people, if you're in a group setting, try not to become overwhelmed that you are saying hi to a whole bunch of new faces. Start with one person. Just start to get to know one person and it doesn't even have to be on some deep shit. Like just literally ask them, Hey, what's your name? Simple stuff like, Oh, where do you go to school? You know, all that kind of stuff. Just basic shit because it does help to kind of, you know, build that somewhat of a connection and like openness, even though y'all don't really like know each other, it will help kind of open each other up. And, you know, kind of get conversations started. You don't have to hop into a group of people right away and be like, oh, what's up? My name's so-and-so. And, 
you know, I'm, I, I would love to get to know every single one of y'all because honestly, everyone that you come across in like group settings may not be the best kind of people to like vibe with. Like there's some people that, you know, you can vibe with. And then there's other people where you're like, okay, I feel like I really can't get along with this person, you know? So in my opinion, when you're in a group setting, just kind of observe for a second, scope out everyone that, you know, you're being introduced to, and then just start with one person and be like, Hey, my name's Lauren. Nice to meet you. That kind of thing. You know, um, just try not to overwhelm yourself with it. I know it can be overwhelming when you're in like a group setting or something, because I get like that too. Um, literally the other day I went to a training session with my friend. Um, you know, she trains at this specific gym. She's been training there for a while and I had a session with her and when we walked in, like everyone was greeting her and everything because obviously they know her and you know, they said hi to me and I was like, Oh, Hey, what's up? And like, you know, I, I I'm an extrovert. However, when I meet a lot of new people at once, I get kind of awkward because I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know if I should start conversation. Like it's okay to get like that sometimes. And it can be frustrating because, you know, I am the type of person that likes to meet new friends, like to make connections, that kind of thing. So it can be frustrating. However, I have to realize like, it's okay to be a little bit nervous when you're meeting new people. Okay. Somebody said... When you don't know, or, oh my God, sorry, I'm illiterate, guys. <laughs> Someone said, what do I do when you don't know what to do with your life and you're a senior in high school? Okay. Honestly, if you want a straightforward answer, here it is. You have plenty of time. Quick water break. Why is my water bottle so loud today? Um, <laughs> but yeah, you have plenty of time to figure out what you want to do. And I will give you an example right now. When I was a senior in high school, I still had no idea what I for sure wanted to do with my life. And that's okay. You're young. You're not supposed to make that kind of decision at 17, 18, 19 years old. Like you're young. What, like, who, who's going to expect you to know exactly what you have planned out for your life? It may seem like your parents and family, friend like, it may seem like mainly your parents want you to have an idea of what you want to do, but no one is for sure set about what they want to do in life when they're a senior in high school. Trust me, you're not alone at all. So don't rush it take your time. You know, if you still don't really know what you want to do, you can always take a gap year. But if you are going to college, if you're going off to school and you're saying you don't know what you want to major in yet or what you want to do, that's fine too. Just find out what you are passionate about right now or what you have always been passionate about and start trying it out. Get your basics out of the way. And if you are going through the basics and you're like, mm, I don't really think this is for me, then it's totally fine. You can change your major. It may take longer. 
if you try to keep changing your major, like, all throughout college, but, like, even your freshman year of college, you have time. I went into my freshman year, and I decided I was going to major in biology, and I was going to be an ultrasound technician. Now, was that my passion? Absolutely not. It was kind of a last-minute decision because I still didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life in high school. I, I didn't know. And, you know, your parents always say, you know, oh, well, you need to get a, a job that makes good money. You need to be able to support yourself, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of the stuff that I was passionate about, you know, I, I've heard, like, you, there's no money in that field, you know? So it can be kind of, you know, discouraging. D uh, huh? What did I just say? Oh my God. I can't speak. So sorry. It can be a bit discouraging to hear that kind of stuff. So I just went ahead and went with, you know, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll go into the medical field because I know that will support me. I know that makes good money. Sis, I was in the first, like, basic-ass biology class for bio majors, and I dropped it within the first, like, six weeks of being in that class. It was so hard. And I'm not saying, like, oh, just because something's hard, just quit. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you have to kind of put your future in perspective. I'm not saying you need to stress about it right now, but you have to think, like, okay, is this something that I would enjoy doing 10, 20, 30 years down the line? Will I wake up 30 years and still love my job? Or will I regret ever going into this field? And honestly, I had that hard conversation with myself. I was like, I'm not passionate about this. And especially when it comes to the medical field, you want to make sure that you are passionate about that shit because that is a tough field and you are dealing with people's lives a lot of the times. So you got to make sure you're passionate about that shit. And I just, I wasn't passionate about going into the medical field. And I was like, this isn't for me. However, I am a people person. I'm very talkative. I love just talking to people, building connections. So I was like, communications feels like a good fit for me. And I ended up dropping my bio major and I am now a communications major and I love it. I love communication so far. It's, it, it's just something that I'm good at. It's some, I'm good at communicating. I'm a people person, you know, like it, it's fun for me right now. And I decided to throw in, you know, a few classes that I thought I would enjoy. Like I ended up taking a, um, oh my God, what was that class called? It helped like building websites. I can't think of, um, it wasn't graphic design, but it, it was, it was, a class kind of like that. But anyways, I knew I wanted to do something like that as well. So I tried it out and I loved the class. It was fun. Like now I'm finally starting to find my footing. And here I am a sophomore in college. So see, like you have plenty of time. Do not stress about it. However, do take your future into account at the same time. But don't stress about what's going to happen in five to 10 years, you know, that kind of like, just live, live in the moment that that sounded so fucking corny. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, li but, but for real, like live in the moment, enjoy what you have now, but still give yourself time to kind of plan ahead of it. 
you know? So just find out what you're passionate about now, try it out. And if you feel like, "Mm, this isn't, this isn't really for me, then you have time to change your mind. I promise. Okay. Someone said, hey, Lauren, I have been feeling really unmotivated to do anything lately. I guess I have senioritis. Anyways, do you have any good advice for how to get shit done? Um, honestly, I feel that because my senior year of high school, I definitely had senioritis, even though, um, our senior year got cut short because of COVID. I still feel like when we were actually in school, I had zero motivation to do anything. I felt like high school was pointless. (laughs) I wasn't really learning anything. Like at that point I was just kind of like over high school. I was already committed to my college to go play volleyball. That's all I was focused on. I wanted to go to college. I wanted to leave my hometown. So I totally understand where you're coming from. When it comes to feeling unmotivated though, kind of like what I said earlier, I would start by setting little goals for yourself. Goals that you feel like would be attainable for you. So say that, um, for instance, like for me, you're taking a summer course because I took a summer course. Um, say you're taking a summer course, but you aren't feeling motivated to do any of the work. Set a small goal for yourself. Say, okay, I'm going to get this assignment done today. And then I will be able to, to relax between this time frame, And then I will be able to do this assignment after I have time to relax. Like you kind of have to break shit down, you know? Because at least for me, I find myself trying to do too many things at once because I have so much on my mind and then that ends up overwhelming me and then it makes me feel unmotivated to do any of it just because I'm so overwhelmed and I feel like I won't be able to accomplish any of it in time. So I would say break things down and kind of set those little goals for yourself, those attainable goals for yourself. Even when it comes to the gym, you know, you can, like I said earlier, you can set those little goals for yourself. Honestly, writing them down will help as well. Because you can set goals for yourself in your head, but what good is that going to do when you're faced with an issue like, okay, well, I'm, I'm feeling unmotivated today. I told myself I would do this, but you know, I'm really not feeling it. Like it's, it's not going to do any good to just have that goal in your head. Write it down, put on a sticky note, something, put it up on your wall, in your planner, wherever you look the most, your, your, your nightstand doesn't matter. You're, I I don't know. So that way you kind of get that reminder, like, okay, I'm going to do this today, you know? And it, it might seem like something small, but I promise like setting those small goals will help in the long run. Okay. Somebody said, I'm really struggling on communicating with my parents. I avoid them when they try to talk to me and I find a way to get out of the conversation. This mostly happens because I'm an introvert and I just don't have a comfortable relationship with them. What should I do to change that? Okay. Honestly, I feel like communication is a big deal for me, at least. Um, I feel like communication plays a big role in any relationship, whether it's 
with your parents or with your siblings, um, a significant other, friendships, like anything. I feel like communication is one of the most important rules of any relationship. So, you know, I, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. What the fuck was that? Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Ah! (laughs) What the fuck? It's because I heard something like outside my door. So I was like focusing on that and then I just lost my train of thought. I'm so dumb. (laughs) Anyways, what was I saying? Communication. Communication is big. Any relationship. So if you want to work on communication with your parents, um, I know it can be hard considering you said that you're an introvert. However, just start off small. Um, I can understand, you know, you may not be comfortable with your parents because there are times when I feel like I'm not comfortable enough with my parents to tell them certain things. And, you know, that's not always their fault. It's just like, I, I just don't have that kind of relationship where I can just tell them about certain things, like certain things I would just rather keep to myself. And, you know, you don't have to tell your parents everything. However, if you want to start off small and get that basic communication in, um, you know, just start off with something like, Hey, how was work today? Something like that. Something small and a pretty like general question to kind of get them to open up, um, answer that kind of thing. Cause it sounds like that they do want to have that communication with you. You just are kind of scared um, to have that open communication, which is understandable. So just try to tell yourself like, okay, I'm going to start off small. Hey, mom, dad, how was work today? What did you do today? Um, you know, was it busy? That kind of stuff. Um, did you go work out? You know, how was book club? I don't know. Whatever your parents do, like just, (laughs) just give them like general questions, like little things. And that will kind of open the doorway to more communication because they'll be like, okay, well, she's asking about our day, um, trying to open up and they'll see that, you know, they'll, they'll be able to see that and they'll appreciate that. So just be sure to ease into it. You don't have to just dive in and try to have fucking family game night and have a deep conversation with them. Like you don't have to do all that. Like, (laughs) just kind of ease into it. And I promise like the rest will come. Okay. Somebody said, Hey Lauren, I'm 15 and I've been struggling a lot with social media. It has destroyed the way that I look at myself. I became so insecure because I was comparing myself to everyone that I saw online. And I don't know how to stop focusing on those people and on how they look. I can't even talk to someone without worrying about the way they look at me. It's exhausting. I'm so depressed and I don't know how to move forward. I feel so ugly all the time, even though I'm considered attractive. What do I do? First of all, you're absolutely beautiful and I love you. Second of all, um, I know that social media can be absolutely devastating to one's mental health because I have struggled with this as well pretty much most of my life ever since I ended up getting a smartphone I have struggled with this because it is so easy 
to hop on socials and envy what other people have or what you see that other people have. Because everyone puts their best foot forward on social media. And I really do think it can be devastating to the way you view yourself. But if you want my honest opinion, I feel like the best way to start kind of building that confidence back up and building up yourself, um, your self image would be to just cut off socials completely. And you don't have to do it like, you don't have to cleanse for like months because I know, you know, it can be tempting. You can get bored because we're so used to being on our phones all the time. So just start small. Start off with like, okay, I'm going to cut off socials for three days, two days, a week. Or you can say, okay, I'm feeling really bad about myself right now. Let me turn off my socials for the rest of the day. And then I'll hop back on tomorrow when I'm feeling a little bit better. Like small things like that will help. But cutting off social media whenever you're feeling that way will absolutely change the way you look at yourself. It really does help. And it can be hard because, again, we're so used to being on our phones all the time. However, if you really want to apply that pressure of, you know, kind of just like having that weight lifted off your chest of having to look like everyone else that you see on socials or, oh, I should look like this, I should look like that. Honestly, just cut it off completely. And that helps out a lot. Another thing, you have to remember that a lot of social media is fake. A lot of it is fake. A lot of it is Photoshop, editing, lighting, angles, all that. Most of the time, all the famous people that you see online, all these people that we envy, that have money, that have fame, you know, all that, they're putting their best foot forward, as does everyone on social media. And, you know, it's okay to be like, yeah, well, you know, they, oh, they have a nice car, that kind of stuff. But you don't want to be tearing yourself down because you don't have what they have. Because they could look happy on social media, but I guarantee that they have shit going on in their lives off social media, you know? So don't try, try not to sit around and envy what other people have because I, I promise you that most of it is either fake or they are just putting on a front for social media, putting their best foot forward. And it, it is hard. It is hard. It's definitely something that you kind of have to train yourself to do because I feel like we just without even thinking about it, we hop on socials and we envy people and then we end up hating on ourselves like w without even a second thought. It's like second nature to us. So you kind of have to catch yourself in those situations. Like if you catch yourself feeling like, oh my gosh, I absolutely hate how I look today. I wish I looked like this. You know, try to stop yourself and be like, wait, let me just hop off socials real quick because I promise you 99% of the time it's not real. Okay. 
Oh my gosh, I have so many questions that I'm trying to answer them all. I hate that my podcast thing only gives me like an hour. <laughs> I would talk for like two hours if I could. Two plus. No one would probably listen to that though. <laughs> okay, my loud ass water bottle again. Okay. Somebody said, how do I not get an un unhealthy obsession with a goal to the point where my mental slash emotional health gets affected because I feel like I need to reach it at all costs. And if I don't, I feel worthless and that I didn't try enough when in reality you did. Okay. So I have done this a lot in life and I figured out most recently that you just have to stop stressing so much about the future and the goals that you have set for yourself. Because if you manifest that, it will eventually come. It's all about timing. It's all about patience, which may sound weird coming from the bitch that has zero patience. I'm working on it. But <laughs> like, it's all about timing. It's all about patience. Don't try to rush your goals that you have set for yourself. If you set a goal and it's attainable, you, you believe it and you know that it's attainable and you just haven't reached it yet, that's okay. You don't have to reach your goal and, or make your goal right away. That's completely normal. That's just part of life. It's part of learning. But you can still have that goal without thinking, oh my, I, I failed because I didn't I didn't reach this goal in time. You got to understand, like you, you have to live in the present. And of course, like everyone's worried about their futures and, you know, we're concerned about what we're going to do five years down the line or how life is going to be next year or next month. Like I totally get that. And you can't, you can't plan ahead. There's nothing wrong with that. However, you can't let it completely consume you and just take over your mind because it's going to do nothing but stress you out even more. And then it's going to make you feel this way. It's going to make you feel worthless and make you feel like you didn't try it hard enough when in reality you're doing all that you possibly can. And you have to learn to not expect so much out of yourself. Of course you can set yourself to a high standard, but for example, I a lot of times would find myself trying to accomplish the impossible. And then when I didn't reach, you know, my goal or, you know, this idea of myself that I had, I would be like, oh my God, like you're, you're fucking worthless. Like, why can't you do this? Like one, you had one job, you know, you can't get that way because it's going to do nothing but bring you down. And it's honestly going to, fuck with your mentality. It's going to fuck with your mental health. So try not to stress too much about what's going to happen in the future. What's going to happen with your goals. Set the goal, work towards it a little bit day by day. And I promise you'll get there. You'll eventually get there. It's all about timing. Of course, like don't just set the goal and, you know, just be like, okay, like it's going to happen. Like, you know, you can manifest it for sure. You can manifest it, but you still got to put in the work, but don't 
overwork yourself. Don't stress yourself out about it. Give it time. Okay. Somebody said, do you have any advice for moving out? I'm leaving for college at the end of the summer and I've never really been on my own before and I'm, and I'm kind of scared. Honestly, just be open-minded about it. That's like the most straightforward answer I can give because here's the thing. I, I wasn't scared to move out. I was absolutely, I was ecstatic. I was ready to move out. I wanted to leave my hometown. I, you know, not that I like, you know, oh, I, I want to leave my parents, that kind of thing. Like it can be nerve wracking to leave your family and your friends. However, like my situation, I was so ready to get off my, get out of my hometown. I was tired of it. I needed something new. I wanted to start fresh. So I would say when you're moving out and going off to college, think of it as like a fresh start, like a new start. It's easier to kind of adapt when you think of it that way, instead of thinking of it, thinking of it as like, oh, well I'm moving out and I'm going to be at college and I won't have my parents with me. Like, just don't think of it like that. Try not to think of it in a negative light. Think of it like, okay, well, this is an opportunity for me to grow and find out who I am as a person and really just find myself and have a fresh start. And when you think of it with that mindset, it really helps out a lot because now you aren't thinking of it from a negative aspect. Now you're like, okay, this is a new chapter, a new beginning. And yeah, it, like I said, it can be nerve wracking. Like, you know, you're moving away from everything that you've grown up with, everything that you've known. So it can be a little nerve wracking, but don't make that the reason why you don't enjoy the experience. Because I promise you moving out and being on your own, it is fun. It, a lot of responsibility comes with it. So be prepared because you will have responsibilities because you're on your own. However, it is so much fun. You learn so much about yourself when you move out of your parents' house because by then, oh my God, I almost knocked over my mic. <laughs> but by then you don't have your parents around to, you know, tell you what to do. You don't have your siblings around that kind of thing. So you are on your own and you spend a lot of time with yourself. So you have a lot of time to discover who you are individually when your parents or family, etc., isn't there. You have a lot of like self-growth and it'll just continue all through college. So I promise like it can be nerve wracking, but moving out is also a very exciting and fulfilling experience as well. Just try to look at it in a more positive light instead of thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to be away from everyone and my parents, but you know, just try to think of it positively. Like, okay, this is a new chapter, a new beginning. All right. I already know that if I keep answering questions, I'm going to reach my limit of an hour. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and cut it here. I'm so sorry if I didn't get to your question. I got a lot of them. So I was just trying to get through as much as I could. 
But again, thank y'all so much for being active and for sending in questions and just continuing to listen to the podcast. I checked the other day and we are almost at a thousand plays, which is absolutely crazy. I feel like every other episode I'm talking about a milestone and it just blows my mind because that just means there's more people listening. There's more people I'm reaching and it's awesome. Like I, I never thought I would get to that point of a thousand plays. It may not sound like a lot in the grand scheme, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> what the fuck in the grand scheme of things, but it is very rewarding and it makes me really happy that I'm putting out content that y'all enjoy. So with that being said, I love y'all. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope to see y'all next week on So Basically.